when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Welcome to a special episode of FT Politics, the Financial Times' podcast on all things British politics. I'm Sebastian Payne, and I'm joined on the morning of the general election by George Parker, our political editor, and Matt Singh, our election analyst. And what a result it is. Instead of a majority for the Conservatives, it's a hung parliament. Nobody's won. Theresa May is still Prime Minister at the time of recording, and everything's a bit in flux. George, do you want to kick us off and just give us an overview of what happened? Well, I think the starting point of this is that Theresa May set off in this election hoping to have a strengthened mandate. She had a majority of 17 before the campaign started on April the 17th. And we've now ended up in a situation where she has no majority at all. We have ended up in the humiliating situation for Theresa May of having a hung parliament. Recriminations are flying in the Conservative Party about the way she handled the campaign, the fact she had the election at all in the first place, and then set about sabotaging her own operation. And she's been left incredibly weakened And we're only 10 days away from the start of Brexit negotiations. And instead of being strengthened, she's been left completely humiliated. And then on the flip side of it, Jeremy Corbyn has done very well. That Labour's voter has gone up significantly higher than I think Tony Blair achieved in many of his elections, but still didn't manage to gain enough seats to even really form a minority government. No, I don't think there's any prospect of Jeremy Corbyn becoming Prime Minister, no matter what scenarios are sketched out by him and his allies over the coming days. But nevertheless, it was a tremendous campaign by Jeremy Corbyn. He defied all his critics. As you mentioned, there, he polled over 41%, a remarkable achievement when I think many of us were predicting they would have ended up somewhere in the 20s at the start of this campaign. It's a truly remarkable thing. He energised young people to go out and vote. His campaign was authentic. He set out a manifesto that he believed in rather than a manifesto like Theresa May's, which she ran away from. And altogether, he, I thought, actually handled himself with dignity. You know, he suffered seven weeks of constant negative attacks from the Prime Minister and from the Conservative press, which he didn't respond to at all in kind. So I think he probably deserves an awful lot of credit that's coming his way for the way he handled himself. Samat Singh, I feel like we've been here before. We're back on the morning of an election, a result nobody expected, and the opinion polls were wrong mostly once again. What went wrong? Well, we're only just getting the full results in now, so we need time to look through and see what happened. Certainly there was a range in the final polls, and it was within the range. So some of the ones at the bottom end did get it right in terms of the popular vote. Servation and a couple of others. Servation, interestingly enough, did get it. But the interesting thing that seems to have happened is that it does look as though this surge in youth turnout did materialise, at least to some extent. It is possible, although it's very hard to say purely from looking at the results, but it is possible that some older voters may have stayed away this time. The turnout was up. It looks like it being about 69%, which is smack halfway between the last election and the EU referendum. So, yeah, it does look as though that was real. And it also looks as though the Conservatives really failed to make the disproportionate advances. They did do better in Labour voting, Leave voting areas where they'd hoped to make significant gains. They just didn't make anywhere near enough. 
There's talk already this is the Remainers' revenge in a way that a lot of Conservative Remain supporters either went and voted against the Conservatives or just stayed at home. It's obviously too early for us to say, but it certainly seems in those Remain areas, places like Bristol and London come to mind, the Tories really didn't do that well at all. Yeah, in Remain areas the Tories did worse and also it was worth noting that turnout was up in those areas. Now those areas will tend to have a lot of young people so those two effects could well be one and the same. It certainly does have that feel about it and one thing that was quite clear at the EU referendum the increases in turnout there were very disproportionately in the leave areas this time the turnout it it seems more even but slightly more in the remain areas so it does seem as though that dynamic was at work. The one bit of good news for the Conservatives though George is Scotland and this is not really anything to do with Theresa May it's Ruth Davidson the Scottish Conservative leader who's really delivered an incredible result the party's gone from 1 to 13 MPs north of the border there and they kicked out Angus Robertson and they kicked out Alex Salmond, who's actually lost his seat. Are there lessons there for Theresa May north of the border, do you think? Well, I think the lesson primarily is you need a charismatic, natural leader who can fight a good campaign. I mean, Ruth Davison, I would argue, is the most effective politician at work in the British Isles at the moment. A phenomenal campaign, as you say, decapitating the top of the SNP and really setting back the case for a Scottish independence referendum. I think if it wasn't for the fact that Ruth Davison doesn't hold a Westminster seat at the moment, she would be being touted as the most obvious successor to Theresa May by a long chalk. And if there were to be a second general election soon, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Ruth Davison having a go and making a pitch to be Prime Minister. Okay, so let's play out the scenarios of how this (laughs) hung Parliament works. Theresa May is still Prime Minister, and until she resigns, she is Prime Minister. It's up to her to now try and form a government. Because she's quite close to that magic number to get a majority, there's talk of her doing some kind of confidence and supply agreement with the Irish Unionists. Can you explain how that works, George? Well, as the leader of the largest party, Theresa May has the first chance to, indeed as the incumbent Prime Minister, she has the first chance of forming a government. And as you say, the arithmetic is so tight that with the addition of 10 Democratic Ulster Unionist MPs, she can get over the magic line, the 326 mark. Then she will present a Queen's speech to the House of Commons. If it's supported, then she will go on and form a government and we'll be back to more or less where we were, except for the fact, of course, that Theresa May will be operating with a much smaller majority and reliant on a party which, although the DUP shares some of the views of the Conservative Party in some important areas, for example, the DUP thinks that Britain should remain in the customs union to erase the problem of the border in Ireland, it will be difficult and it will be fragile and be vulnerable to by-elections and people dying, but also... It's very vulnerable to the fact that I think we'll start to see splits in the Conservative Party opening up again along the very familiar lines of Europe. And I think whatever happens now, this will be a very unstable government. And also it does create a problem in respect of Northern Ireland itself because the Stormont executive is still in a state of flux and the British government really needs to be able to try to play a sort of mediator role but if it's relying on the DUP for its majority at Westminster then that puts that in serious question as well. So now if that's the Conservative view we've heard from Jeremy Corbyn and John McDonnell they want to put forward a minority government but even if you take this rainbow coalition together the numbers don't quite stack up do they? Well they don't so the first problem is that I think Theresa May will be able to get a Queen's speech through. So the question of a rainbow coalition led by Jeremy Corbyn doesn't arise. He will only get the chance to test his proposition of a minority Labour government or a coalition Labour government 
if Theresa May can't form a government. So I don't think it will happen. But even if it did, the numbers don't really stack up, as you say. They don't quite get to 326. And there's another problem, which is the Liberal Democrats have made it absolutely clear they don't want to repeat. No deals, the, no coalition. No deals, no coalition. The painful experience of the coalition with the Tories from 2010 to 2015. No so, deal really is better than a bad deal for the Lib Dems. For the Lib Dems, so, yeah. I think that's definitely true. And to be honest, going back to the campaign and Theresa May's famous coalition of chaos, to be honest... That is probably the one bit of the campaign where she was right. So this all leads to the big question to about Theresa May, George. Is she going to remain as Prime Minister? Now, on the one hand, she's the kind of person who does take her job very seriously and would not walk away from her responsibilities. And with, as you said, the Brexit talks beginning in 11 days' time, for her to walk away and open up a leadership contest would throw even more uncertainty into a very precarious situation. But on the other hand, her authority is pretty shot as we sit here on Friday morning there People like Anna Subri and other Tory MPs are saying she has to go. She made a gamble and she lost, just like David Cameron. So what's her future? Well, I think it's a very, very difficult situation for Theresa May. And you, you looked at her face at the Maidenhead count and you could tell she was a broken woman. Her voice was cracking and she looked tearful. I mean, this is a huge responsibility she took on herself to have this election and she blew it. And the recriminations are only just starting in the Conservative Party. But as you say, Theresa May is someone who has a real sense of duty and what's happening in the early hours of Friday morning just after the election is she's being told by a number of people in the party including the famous men in grey suits that the last thing the party needs now is the uncertainty of a leadership contest and that Theresa May has a duty to carry on to form a government to have a Queen's speech but whether she can last for very long in these circumstances tested by what is the most complicated and politically difficult negotiation that any of us can remember with fissures running through the Tory party on Europe. I think her time in number 10 is measured in months rather than years now. I think what she and many others will reflect on is simply the scale of the turnaround that's happened during the campaign. If you look at where the polls were at the start and backed up by the local election results when the Conservatives won by 11 points, I mean, it's unheard of for a governing party to do worse at the general election than at the local elections. They won by 11 points. They're going to win the popular vote here by two or three points. This really is an unprecedented turnaround. And we were discussing a couple of weeks ago on this podcast how this could test the theory that campaigns don't matter to the limit well i think it has gone beyond the limit the campaign really did matter this time Mm. and it does seem george the ultimate outcome is going to be another election probably at some point this year because the situation you painted is unsustainable and of course when britain is sitting across from the eu 27 they will be aware of this instability at home and will no doubt ruthlessly use that against us in those talks so you have to say to yourself would the conservative party let Theresa may lead them into another election and the answer is probably a resounding no. There's no way Theresa May will lead the Conservative Party into the next election. I'm not sure I share your certainty that there'll be another election this year and that's not just wishful thinking on my part having covered a number of I think we all feel that referendums in the last three or four years. Look the point is the Conservative Party if they were to hold a second election this year would have to make quite a simple calculation of whether they can win it and in the circumstances in which that election would be held where Brexit talks would probably be going quite badly. Tory divisions would be starting to show. Jeremy Corbyn would still be riding the crest, I imagine, of this very strong performance in this election. 
there's a very strong risk that the Conservative Party would lose that election. Would they take the risk? I doubt it. There's no certainty that another election would produce another result. I mean, if we think back to 1974, yes, Howard Wilson did get a majority in the October election, but only a majority of three. It was really very little difference. So, yes, and the question is, what then? What if... Instead of 318 or 319, she ends up with 300. Then it's a real mess. So I'm not sure the second election is something that happens unless it's absolutely necessary. And finally, George, the question of a lot of FT listeners will be wondering this one is, how does this affect Brexit? David Davis, the Brexit secretary, who in the early hours of the morning Mm. seemed to suggest that the government's Brexit plan of leaving the single market and leaving the customs union had been put to the electorate and they had rejected it. Now, he didn't say we're going to completely change our plan, but there's been talks and mutterings from Tories saying we need to look at the single market again. We need to look at a softer approach. And those men in grey suits, you said, from the left side of the Tory party will be no doubt approaching Theresa May and saying this hardline Brexit approach might have to think again about that. Do you think there's much chance of a change of direction? I think there may have to be. I mean, George Osborne, the former Chancellor, made the point very clearly that there isn't a majority in this Parliament for the kind of hard Brexit that David Davis and Theresa May were contemplating. There's the additional complications we were discussing earlier that the DUP that Theresa May will have to work with want to be part of the customs union to avoid the problem of the border in Ireland. And there is a majority, I would say, in the Conservative Party for a softer kind of Brexit where we stay in the single market. Now, if Theresa May goes down that route and therefore rips up, for example, control of our borders and opens the door to unlimited EU migration. Hello, UKIP again. Hello, UKIP. And indeed, hello, complete fissures and possible civil war in the Conservative Party on Europe. So whatever way you look at it, this has been a very, very bad night, not just for Theresa May, but for the Conservative Party. It's a pretty bleak future if you think that Margaret Thatcher... John Major, David Cameron and now very likely Theresa May and Matt have all been destroyed by Europe. It's interesting that in terms of vote share, I think Theresa May has actually got a higher vote share or certainly the same as Major and Thatcher got roughly. The thing with Europe is that the way that it is now, it's not like in the 70s where it was an economic left-right thing. Now it's really the open, closed axis that really runs at right angles to it. And now that we are pretty much back to a two-party system... Those parties have to be broad churches and encompass both angles on that. And for the Conservatives, it's difficult. And just going back to where we were before this election started, you have to remember that Theresa May was in complete control of her party on Europe. She was in total control of the House of Commons on Brexit as well. Parliament had rolled over. She was getting her way. And with one reckless decision taken on a walking holiday in Snowdonia, she's thrown it all up in the air. It's an incredible time in British politics, and as you can hear, we're still trying to fathom it all out. Thank you very much, George and Matt. We'll be back soon to talk more about it. In the meantime, we'll be following our rolling coverage of the general election on FT.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.